just trying to shoot the moon Isn't everything we've got that's just peas in a spoon Welcome to The Word Witch, a podcast for the modern magical soul, exploring tarot, astrology, belief, and more from a queer witch, that's me, in conversation with folks making magic from the margins. I'm your host, Claire Burgess. Let's make some magic. Hello, friends, witches, otherlings, and welcome to episode 13 of the Word Witch Podcast. <laughs> Today, uh, we are doing uh, some Q&A. Erin's uh, going to join me in a moment, and we're going to answer some questions about an interesting question about left and right brain, a question about uh, reading for friends and getting a clearer channel, knowing when um, it's intuition and when it is just like your opinion about your friend's life. And um, also, we're going to talk about reversals. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, before that, though, I have some announcements to make. So first and foremost, for the next few months, um, this podcast is going to be a little bit uh, loosey-goosey. So I've been doing two episodes a month, and uh, for the next several months probably, it's going to be a little bit more like post them when I can. I have a lot of great stuff going on. Um, I've got my classes starting again at PCC at the end of this month and running through next month. And uh, also I'm getting, Aaron and I are getting married in June. <laughs> so we've got a sort of a lot of stuff on our plate there. Um we are not going to stop completely. I am super, 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 super excited about doing the Hierophant and the Fives. Like, the Fives are my jam. I love the Fives. <laughs> Controversial opinion, but I love the Fives and I cannot wait to talk about them. Um, so, I like, I'm definitely going to keep going. Also, I get to talk about the Hierophant in Taurus season, and Taurus rules the Hierophant. I get to talk about the lovers in Gemini season, and Gemini rules the lovers, and then the chariot in Cancer season, and then strength in Leo season. I accidentally, like totally, completely accidentally <laughs> set, set it up so that I get to talk about those cards in their own seasons, and I think that's super cool, so... I'm going to try to stick with that. But for the next few months, we're just going to be doing the tarot lessons. Um, so no no interviews for the next few months, probably. Um, and uh, if you're subscribed, you'll get the episodes when they drop. Um, no promises for exactly when that will be. <laughs> and um, one of the reasons why um, I am doing that, aside from the things I already said, are because... Um, I'm also working on so many fantastic projects that I have been hinting at very annoyingly and vaguely for a long time. <laughs> and um, today on episode 13, lucky number 13, um, and on the Aries uh, new moon, uh, I decided that I want to announce a couple of them. <laughs> 
So um, one of the things that I have been working on is finally putting together my book of tarot spreads. Those of you who follow me on Instagram uh, know that I post spreads for all the like new and full moons. And um, yeah, I've been working on compiling those into a book along with guidance for each of the signs and along with um, a lot of spreads that are either modified from the ones that I've done before because I've improved them or are completely and totally new. <laughs> uh, so I'm working on that. I'm so excited about it. I don't have a like a date on when it's going to be out yet. But um, I'm really, it's, it's really cool to be uh, making that and illustrating it too. I'm illustrating it myself. <laughs> and um yeah, the other thing that um, one of the other things I've been working on is illustrating my own tarot deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm um, making my own tarot deck and it has come to me completely by surprise, totally by surprise. Um, and fuck, I just am so I'm so appreciative of this thing that I, I feel like has been like bequeathed to me or that is like moving through me. <laughs> um, and I am so excited about it. I cannot fucking tell you. I never thought that I would, um, uh, that I had like the art skills to do something like this. And then I was like, it's not really about art skills. I'm doing it anyway. And then it turns out like it looks pretty good. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to start um, sharing images from that uh, slowly on my Instagram and on my Patreon and on my newsletter that with the help of Aaron is going to be revived soon. Um, and yeah, I don't have a name for it yet. I, I kind of, I think I have a name for it, but I'm still sitting with it. Um, but yeah, so those... Uh, doing those two projects as well as two other projects that I cannot mention yet. Um, I've been busy, y'all. I've been busy. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, uh, during this time um, when I'm going to be uh, focusing a little bit more on those projects. Um, I'm still going to be uh, posting uh, regularly on my Patreon. Um, so that's not changing at all. My patrons will still be getting the collective reading every month and a tarot lesson every month. Um, and I've got some other cool stuff in store for Patreon too. So um, that exists. <laughs> if that sounds like something you're into, you can support this podcast and me and all of my other projects, the deck, the book, um, the two other mysterious projects, you can support those uh, through my Patreon, the word, which is, wait, what's the address? Uh, Patreon.com slash the word witch tarot. And um, you can join up for as little as $2 a month and get access to to that, all that stuff. Um, yeah, so, wow. Ah, I did it. I'm planting, planting seeds on this new moon in Aries, um, announcing projects that have been gestating for a really long time. Um, oh, I'm so excited to start sharing these with you guys. So, all right. I think that's it for announcements. With no further ado, adieu. I'm going to turn it over to me and Aaron and uh, answer your questions. Thanks for being here. Okay, here you go. 
All right, let's answer some questions. Um, I'm here with uh, the illustrious Aaron Caffey. What up? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we're going to take a stab at uh, at least three three of your questions today. Um, let's get right to it. Why let's don't do we? It. All let's right. Do it. So the first question comes from um, Jenny. In the Virginia mountains. Hi, Jenny. What up, Jenny? <laughs> um, Jenny says, okay, the conversations around the tarot's receptive pers- bleh, receptive slash projective energies are incredible. Thank you. Uh, glad you're enjoying them. I'm curious how these might also relate, or maybe not, to notions of right brain versus left brain. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Great question. So first... Um, to uh, sort of recap for anybody who can't remember what the receptive slash projective energies are, we talked about those dual energies with um, the minor arcana. We have the cups and uh, yeah, the cups and pinnacles, which are water and earth, um, and those are the receptive energies of the minor suits. And then we have swords and wands, which are the projective energies of the minor suits. Um, Receptive is more like inward, um, uh, intuitive, um, uh, encapsulating emotion, uh, creativity, imagination, uh, all that good stuff. Projective is like the outward moving force, like doing, um, acting, uh, also things like logic, um, perception, speaking, um, Stuff like that. Uh, we also saw those in the uh, Major Arcana. Uh, the Magician is the uh, introduces the projective energies with that like uh, manifestation power, the bringing of the like divine through uh, with the Magician's wa- raised wand into the material plane. And then the High Priestess is the first one that modeled the receptive energies of like sitting uh, receiving intuition, knowing, just like deep knowing rather than like acting, right? So yeah, so uh, great question connecting these to right brain and left brain. Um, so I guess, let's see, I'll, I'll start by... Let you take it away. <laughs> I've, I've, already, <laughs> I've already taken it away. Yeah. Um, so the left and the right, first of all, these are directions that also correspond to the receptive and the projective energies as well. Now, traditionally um, in tarot and elsewhere, the left-hand side is the intuitive, inward, emotional, etc. side. And the right-hand side is the, like, active, doing, um, logic, making, producing side. When we're talking about left brain and right brain, though, these are actually flip-flopped. So left brain is the side of the brain where the faculties of like logic are stored, uh, language. That's like the side of the brain that brain that does like the mathy math kind of thinking. Um, whereas the right side is where we have the more like uh, imaginative side, the creative side, the the side that like. Um, lights up when we're engaging in daydreaming or in creating art, right? Um, the right brain 
controls the motor function of the left side of the body, and the left brain controls the motor function of the right side of the body. So there's this interesting sort of like crisscross that happens there. Um, also, I am not a neuroscientist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this whole left brain, right brain thing exists um, in our sort of cultural consciousness. And yes, I also Googled it to make sure that the things that I thought that I knew were actually facts. <laughs> um so here's the interesting thing apart uh, about that. Like we could uh, definitely see those correlations between left brain uh, stuff and the uh, sort of projective suits, right? The projective faculties in the tarot. Uh, likewise, we can see the connection between right brain stuff and the uh, intuitive receptive area uh, represented in tarot. Um But here's the cool thing. So apparently, according to science, (laughs) um, while it's true that faculties like the sort of locations for each of these things in the brain exist on either the left hemisphere of the brain or the right hemisphere of the brain, um, a study as recent as I think 2017, that was the date on the articles that I found about this was in 2017, um, a study about left brain, right brain, found that really we do not have predominantly left-brained people or predominantly right-brained people. And furthermore, that when we're engaging in right-brain things, like making art, for instance, we're actually, we're not just using the right brain, we're also using the left brain and vice versa. When we're doing uh, logic-y things, when we're speaking or something, certainly we're using areas on the left brain um, that control like language and stuff like that, but we're also still using the right brain. Um, So these two things, the idea of somebody being a left brain dominant or right brain dominant is kind of a misnomer. Uh, in fact, the two hemispheres of the brain, they are connected by a big hunk of uh, neural wires. <laughs> Again, not a neurosurgeon, um, but uh, they're connected and they are constantly communicating through those, I can't remember the, the name of that part of the brain, but um, uh, constantly communicating, constantly talking to each other, swapping information back and forth. And they are sort of communally, collectively working together to produce everything we do, everything we do in the world, um, how we perceive the world, the things that we create, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, this question about left brain, right brain, I think actually makes for a good metaphor for how we need both the receptive and projective energies um, at the same time in order to be fully functioning humans, (laughs) right? Um, We need both sides of our brain. They're constantly working, constantly in concert with one another. Likewise, in tarot, we need both the receptive and the projective energies. And this idea that there's a binary of left brain and right brain or a binary of receptive and projective is actually kind of not true. Um, 
And the tarot shows us that. That's one of the biggest lessons of the tarot, I think, is that at the beginning of it, we are uh, sort of presented with this appearance of a binary, with the receptive and the projective. And then as we move along through the major arcana, um, and eventually we get up into temperance, and then we get to the world, what we see is that those binaries, actually the lines between them are totally blurred. That's what we sort of start to see in temperance. They're blurred and they're constantly um, moving back and forth and in communication. And then when we get to the world, we see that actually there is no binary. There is no separation. It's all one. It's all one sort of like organism. (laughs) Um, That idea of separation um, is an an illusion. (laughs) And... So just like the the brain has two different hemispheres and we think that they work alone, they don't work alone. They do not work alone. They're constantly um, communicating and they together through that make us the people we are. (laughs) They make it so that our hearts beat and so that we can speak to each other and so that we can make art and so that we can think deep thoughts (laughs) and they're always working together to do that so I don't know that that cool um seemingly simple question about left brain right brain ended up leading me down this like big (laughs) path of like the binary is an illusion and the sum is greater than the parts and um yeah so I think that there's a lesson there that we can uh we can all learn about the receptive and projective energies yeah, so they're not they're not separate. Uh, anything to add, Aaron? No, I mean you nailed all the thoughts and things that I was thinking of. So I would just like to say word. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your contribution. <laughs> um, Whatever I can do. <laughs> um, okay, well uh, let's uh, let's go on to the next question. Um, so this one came from one of my Patreon members. Okay, so um, Mimi asks, uh, I have a burning question about reading for friends and if it's possible to get clear messages while filtering out your own dang opinions. Um, I've started expanding my tarot practice by reading for others. Uh, This so far has only been for friends. I've been finding it hard to remove my own thoughts and feelings about the messages received as I share my interpretation of the cards. Um... I struggle when I think I'm projecting too much of my own opinion into the message since I know so much about their lives and I love them unconditionally. The obvious advice would be to try reading for strangers, but realistically, I don't want to stop reading for my friends. I want to give them advice and like hosting fun little tarot nights, big Libra sun slash cancer vibes. (laughs) Indeed. Um, Do you have any advice for filtering your thoughts to get a clearer message from spirit? Great question Mimi yeah Aaron do you want to start with this one I know you have thoughts about it I do that's a that's a really great question I think it's a question that uh whenever people start out that's kind of one of the biggest things they start to navigate uh for me one of the ways that I kind of distinguish between what's uh my intuition and kind of that door that I open up uh when I read uh and what's my own thoughts is it it has to do with the tone of the voice in in my head and also how my body feels. So, for instance, if, okay, say I'm reading for you, Claire, and there is a question, 
um, that you're asking about and there is a message that I'm getting from let, let's say this one particular carb and because I know you so well <laughs> <laughs> that I realize in like in that moment that okay I don't know if this is actually my opinion or what's coming through so what I'll do is I'll kind of pause and what I want to say if there's like two different things that I want to say I'll in my mind at that moment kind of ask myself like say each each response to your question I'll say the one like response a in my mind and then I'll say response b and I'll do that a couple times and kind of compare and contrast and usually what will happen is in the feeling of the tone and the feeling I also receive in my body um, and it's very specific that I realize oh that's actually what's coming through in the other one Mm -hmm. it's just some kind of logic in relation to how I know you and possibly my own opinion. It's a voice that's really forceful and it's a lot more knowing. Um, it's a lot more of like a knowing voice. So, I can mean... I ask a, can I ask a question? Yeah, let's do it. So, Aaron, when you say um, it's a knowing voice or you talk about the tone of the voice, do you actually like hear a voice in your head? I mean, some some people do. Uh, some people do experience it that way. Yeah, I do. It's a... Uh, I do. And so you were asking, it's like the tone of voice. What mm-hmm. was the question again? Yeah. You, well, I was asking, is it, a, is it a literal voice? It is. Yeah, it's, it is a literal voice. And it comes through and it has like a specific, there's a specific way that it speaks uh, whenever I open the door to allow it to kind of come in. So, and that's just how I experience it too. I know everyone experiences that differently. It could be just an impression. It, they could, re- you know, they could receive it 20 different ways from 20 different people. That's kind of the way that it works. So that's how I experience it um, and been able to differentiate it. But also that really has also just come with practice, like doing readings and and figuring out what is my t- intuition and what's, you know, that channel, the door that I let open and what's actually going on in my mind. And it's just kind of the unf- <laughs> unfortunate thing of learning as you go mm-hmm. and you're able to refine it. I mean, that's how we do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, what do you? What would be your response? What do you think, Claire? Yeah, so um, can I call you Claire? Can I just call you Babe? <laughs> <laughs> I will answer to both. Okay, okay, um, noted. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I, I mean, my my approach to it, um, I don't experience a voice like Aaron does. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna actually back up for a second and give you a, an like a sort of exercise to do maybe um i mean you can do this through the experience of reading but you can also just like um sit with yourself and ask yourself questions to experience what it feels like to get positives and negatives um so uh, uh, lindsay mack teaches this approach in her course um Tarot for the Wild Soul. Um, also, though, my friend Laura actually in Pittsburgh is the first person that introduced me to this practice and to using this in order to sort of like um, get in touch with your intuition and your like the way it feels for you in your body um, and to make sure that you're tuned in right as mm-hmm. well. Um, so Laura taught me um to the way the way she taught me this was to stand up like make sure that you're like standing upright feet flat on the ground um feet like you know in a sturdy stance like uh hip width apart shoulder width apart and to ask a question you know ask um is my name claire 
and then see what you get, like what you feel there. Um, Laura uh, shared that she usually gets it by like, um, she'll have like a push, like she'll feel like a push forward or back, which is why she likes uh, to stand up when she does it. Cause she gets like a sort of physical sort of like sway or push forward for a yes or uh, backwards for a no. And um, so I started to do the the same thing. Um, I also do it like sitting down as well now because it's, um, I mean, I do kind of feel a push sometimes, but for me, it's more a feeling in my gut. So through experimentation, asking yourself like true or false <laughs> questions um, and just seeing how it feels uh, in your body or in your intuition or if you have like a voice um, like Aaron does. Um, what it feels like. Uh, for me, I get, it kind of feels like I have like a, this like tight cord running through the core of my body from like my head to like my feet um, or really more like my groin, but you know. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. Groin. Groin is <laughs> such an awkward word. Um, and when I get a yes, it feels like that cord is sort of being plucked forward towards my belly button. Um, or kind of like pulled forward. It's sort of like a forward sort of movement. Um, not like a literal push on my body, but that I feel inside. And if it's a no, it's kind of like a pulling back of that cord. Um, and that's something that I, I learned through just like doing those exercises with myself. And then um, so you can do that and then also do the same thing when you're doing readings for people. If you're not sure where that uh, intuition is coming from or if it's intuition or brain or logic, right, um, sort of hold both those things and see what feeling you get. Um, oh, also, um, when in doubt, too, like um, – I think it's always important when you're reading for somebody that you know to intentionally try to sort of step back and clear some space for that. So when I read for people who are friends um, or, or who that I know, I will tell them that like in this reading, in this moment, I am not your friend. <laughs> I mean, I oh, am your friend. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I am your friend. I am always your friend. But like right now, I am I'm, I'm your reader first. I am your tarot reader first. And then I'm your friend second. Um, and what I'm going to be doing here is like giving you what's coming through. Like the message is coming through, not necessarily my opinion, you know. And so you got to kind of clear the air for this like sort of don't kill the messenger sort of thing, right? Um, if you like have to tell them something, if you get a message that's something that they maybe don't want to hear, it's only like responsible to clear that space first, both for the, the sake of your relationship with your friend. And also because I think by doing that, it also like uh, frees you up a little bit to perform the function that you are filling there. Right. And it also kind of just like lets everyone know, like this, like spirit, divine, higher self, whatever source, however you think about it. Like here, I am doing this thing. I am being a, a channel. I'm not being a friend. <laughs> and I think, I gonna, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say to kind of follow up on that. Um, I also 
there's certain people in my life, friends and family, that I specifically will not read for. I haven't told them this, but once I started reading, I started to realize that there's certain people that I was just really entangled in their lives and their mm-hmm. life, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of how relationships work, that I wouldn't be able to remove myself like to such a large degree in order to not have my impressions or opinions come through because, you know, I've known them for so long. We have a longstanding history, some of the things that have have, have occurred in their life that perhaps, you know, impacted me, I have very strong opinions about and that I could not separate it. So it was just something that from the beginning, I kind of made a decision on that if I was ever asked, I wouldn't read for them. I would refer them to Claire. (laughs) (laughs) True, Uh, true Yeah, it's true. (laughs) And even sometimes, like, for for instance, some of my siblings, um, I've done readings for them from a distance. Uh, You know, like, we live in Portland, and then I have a sister that lives in Chicago, and she was kind of at this crossroads. And I was like, hey, do you want me to do a reading for you? Um, And so I did a, you know, distance reading and, like, typed up a little email and sent it to her. And that actually really helped me because it was because I wouldn't be able to do a face to face reading because there's just it's I feel like for me, it's there's too much entanglement. But Mm -hmm. having that extra layer of distance Mm -hmm. allowed me to kind of remove myself and be able to not have that conflict of interest and to properly to read as a neutral third party. So that's kind of where I found my balance. But I thought it was important to note that you can set boundaries from the beginning. Like Mm -hmm. I've done that. And it's okay to say, like, I'm not going to read for these people because that's your right. And that's where you feel it's comfortable and it's, you know, you're providing the best quality service and mm-hmm. reading for people. Yeah, no, I think that's a great, great point. And also, like, it's only the responsible thing to do exactly. to decline to read for somebody if you know that you're too entangled to have a, an objective opinion on it. Um and I love the the distance the distance reading thing because yeah sometimes when you're face to face with like a friend like you're Stakes you're so worried so about yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh and I also was gonna say um, a, a follow up on the exercise I gave you earlier I realized that one of the things Laura taught me was if you're asking those yes no questions and you're like my name is Claire um, I'm sitting on a couch like whatever your true false questions are (laughs) and you're getting what you know to be like a no response from that then like you know something's a little bit out of whack in that moment like maybe you need to like get up walk around the block do some like stretches you know get yourself back into a mode where you are um uh aligned right when you're feeling sort of like upright um and lastly um when in doubt uh, if you're not sure if you're putting too much of your subjective opinion into your answers, just go straight to the cards, to the imagery on the cards, and to like what you know to be their like uh, relationship with you or their definitions according to you. Like not according to like the guidebooks and stuff, but like what is your relationship with that card? What does that card show up to say? when it shows up and then you can ask yourself like um is what i am wanting to say actually supported by the cards that i'm seeing on the table like for instance um a lot of times people have relationship questions and um let's say you are like your opinion of 
what's going on in your friend's new relationship or something is that like uh, they need to protect themselves better. Like you're afraid that they're going to get their heart broken. Um, but when you look at the cards on the table, you're not getting any um, cards that say protection or that say boundaries or that say stepping back, you know, like no hermit, no like uh, – four pinnacles, you know, um, then you have to just like just going straight to the cards and making sure that like your impulses are supported in those cards can be a helpful sort of like a double check on yourself. Um, and uh, I think I had one more thing that I wanted to say. Um, do you have anything that you want to say? Uh, I was just going to say that I do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do. It's so I think I think it's well said. It's just kind of I think all you know, I think also just having that awareness and that it's okay to have a double check on yourself when you're doing a reading because that's part of the process and also, you know, respecting the process. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. Okay. Um yeah, so so Mimi, you shared that you are um a Libra sun and maybe also have some cancer in there. So like I mean, and you seem to know this about yourself already. You are pretty inclined to um, uh, try to make people happy, like want to make your friends happy um, and make sure that everyone's happy and cared for and supported. And so that's that might mean that you have um, you might feel some pressure to um, give your friends re- readings that make them feel good, you know, to like send them away with like encouragement. And um, I mean, we all want to, that's a good end to every tarot reading. I think that tarot reading should always end with a sort of encouraging, supportive um, uh, sort of sending forth, but you might feel pressure to tell them what they want to hear you know, (laughs) and uh, you're already, I think you're already aware of that um, from your message. And that's good. Like, that means that you are already figuring it out. You're figuring out like, okay, well, what are my natural like impulses? Um, Where am, uh, like, what hangups am I having with objectivity or with sort of just opening myself to the message? Um, You can always ask yourself like, well, like, what do I, what's at stake here for me? Like, why am I, like, why do I have this opinion about this thing or that thing? Or am I feeling any sort of pressure this way or that way? And like, this is all a a really fantastic learning exercise about yourself as well. Um, Yeah. And I think that once you do um, have some opportunities to read for strangers, that that's going to be a really interesting experience. Because if you're anything like me, um, when I read for strangers, it's like way clearer than when I read for friends. I mean, now I'm I'm able to read for friends and have it be really super clear too. But like when I first started reading for strangers, it was like totally different because like I had no like I had no like beef in like their lives, and so I was able to just like you know get it, <laughs> get the message, deliver it, deliver it, um, no hangups. So. Uh, yeah, I do encourage you to, you know, maybe put your put yourself in the way of some of those opportunities, and then that can be really informative um, as to, yeah, what it feels like when you have um, your own subjective opinions and when you don't. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think reading for friends, that's just kind of the risk you take yeah. as far as giving the messages they're not going to want to hear. And uh, that's why I think, Claire, when you said that, hey, by the way, before we start this, this relationship right now is just about me being a reader and you being the queer, and, and let's just establish that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it kind of clears the air for that and, you know, in a responsible way. Yeah, and, and that they, of course, like every querent, um, can completely, like, take or leave what you say. You know, <laughs> they're they're free to do that. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, I think, uh, I hope that that helps Mimi. Um, and uh, let's go on to the last topic that I want to talk about today, um, which is reversals. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've gotten a lot of questions about reversals. It's one of the questions I also get super frequently um, when I teach my classes at PCC, which, by the way, if you're a Portland local, uh, those are coming up. I've got one um, at the end of April and then the four-week classes starting in May. So if you want to um, hop on to any of those, now's the time. Registration is open. Um Anyway, so reversals. Okay. Erin, um, do you want to you yeah, start? I can head this one off. Yeah. So it's funny that I'm starting off talking about reversals because I actually don't use reversals. <laughs> That's who I wanted you to start. <laughs> I know. It's actually it's a, it's great that I start. So when I first had a teacher, a tarot teacher back in Pittsburgh, uh, her school of thought, it was like a different way that she learned because she was in her 60s. Um, and her teacher at the time back in the 70s, taught her to not teach reversals and you know she asked why and he was like why complicate things because whatever message you're going to get in the cards is going to come across regardless of whether they're in a reversal position or not so I don't actually read with reversals because I go off of that philosophy especially because when I was learning I did feel like reversals complicated things because I didn't have a found any kind of education, like educational foundation in order for me to get to a place to really understand reversal. So it was more about understanding the cards themselves first. Mm. Um, yes, 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 yes. Understanding the cards first. Uh, if I can just interrupt you there. Please do. <laughs> um, um, yeah, exactly. So that's why I wanted you to start first is because I don't actually think that it's necessary to read with reversals. Mm-hmm. I uh, I mean, I do use reversals, and I'll tell you about that in a second. But, Aaron, what you said about um, the message is going to come through either way and about um, understanding the cards themselves first, like those cards in their upright position, they tell you like everything you need to know. You know, everything is there and available for you in that upright card. It holds, like, all the meanings in it. And so, like, the first way – also, at like, when you're learning, I I always tell my students, and sometimes they're frustrated by this, but I always tell them, like, no, don't don't bother with reversals until you feel like you have a, a really good hold on the, on the upright cards. Mm. Um, because that is – yeah, it just – it's a lot. Um, and also because reversals, some people um, – encounter them as being like kind of scary or threatening like they're they can be intimidating yeah for sure yeah and they're not i mean there's they're not they shouldn't they aren't intimidating but they certainly have that um perception uh to some people um so primarily when i read reversals i read them intuitively first and foremost and so here's what i mean by 
the upright cards have everything you need to know in them. It's about the position they're showing up in. It's about the cards that are around them. It's about sort of like the dialogue that you have going on between all of the cards. And that's going to tell you if that card is being like manifested in like a positive way or if there's some like, you know, issues with it or if there's a tension between that card and another card. I don't think that you need to use reversals. I think that you can access the message regardless. However, um, using reversals, I think, can also be helpful because it just gives you more information and gives you more to go on. Um, And I read reversals as not as the opposite meaning. So a lot of times, like some guidebooks will tell you like two of cups upright is like true love and two of cups reversed is like a breakup or something. And like, no, like I don't, that's not my, that's not my system. Um, I read them as shades of meaning. So the reversal does not necessarily mean the opposite it rarely means the opposite instead um so i have a an acronym (laughs) that i'm gonna give you um i actually have two acronyms so uh one of them this first acronym is from benabel win uh benabel's teachings in uh holistic tarot which if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I love that book. Um, uh, Wynn has the acronym WIND, W-I-N-D, with each of those um, uh, giving a, like a different option, sort of, for reading the reversal. So W, according to Benabel Wynn, is weakened. So the card's energy is being weakened somehow. Um, I mean, like weekend as in like W-E-A-K, not as in like the weekend, Friday, Saturday. It's a weekend card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I would love that card. I'd be like, it's a weekend card. I should start because I'm pulling this on Monday. T-G-I-F. Um, <laughs> so either a reversal can have a weekend energy um, or I um, uh, inverted. So uh, when does say inverted is the opposite meaning. Um in is negative so like that card is having like a negative impact on you or it's being expressed negatively or d delayed um sort of the the outcome or the energy of that card is not fully present yet it's sort of being held off for some reason or you need to approach it um so i i love that acronym um and i kind of like repurposed bits of it to make my own <laughs> um so the the one that i use and that i teach is actually bind b i n d um because when you see a reversal you're in a bind <laughs> but um <laughs> you're not actually in a bind but it's easy to remember um so the way I see it is like, first of all, when you have a reversal, it can be that energy can be blocked, B for blocked, um, which means that like uh, it's not it's not coming through for some reason. Like you have some sort of blockage around it or the, the sort of channel is sort of, yeah, well, blocked. I keep saying blocked. Um, and that means that there is an opportunity there to unblock it and to turn that card upright. Every reversal that, like, I ever get, it's always presenting itself, I think, 
as an opportunity to turn it around. Like if what you're seeing in that reversal is something sort of blocked or negative, there's always an opportunity to turn it up right. And that's why it's showing up. It's to bring your attention to it and say, hey, here's here's something that like, here's an issue that needs to be addressed or here's um, a, a something amazing that could come through, like Empress reversed or something. And you just need to like, sort of access it, figure out where the block is and turn that baby right side up. Or maybe you just got to accept it, like death reversed. We're like resisting some sort of change, some sort of like releasing and a transformation coming. We're like fighting it. And death reversed is like, no, honey, like you got to just like open it up, turn that death card up right and get with it, you know, partner with it, move through that change and that release and you're going to be better for it. So B is for blocked. Um, I is for inward. So um, again, I don't read them as opposite meanings. So I sort of repurposed Ben Bellwin's I um, from from inverted to inward, which means sometimes when it is icy reversal, it can mean that that energy is being expressed inwardly, like towards the inside of you instead of outwardly. Um, So for instance, magician reversed might show up to be like you are having like this sort of like build up of like creative like manifesting force just like building up inside you and it's got to get released somehow like that that sort of magician reversed build up can cause us a lot of um discomfort and pain like that this like restless feeling where we just gotta like let it out right it's being directed that projective magician energy is being directed inward where it wants to be directed outward Uh, so that's one example of how that can happen or like um i don't know the moon reversed might be like um you're sort of experiencing a confusion or a fear like inwardly it doesn't have to mean that like outside in your life things are confusing and things are scary maybe it's it's happening inside of you and that's the experience you're moving through right now um let's see in is uh i've maintained uh wins negative because sometimes um it can show up in a way that's like all right this like um knight of wands thing you do um, is reversed, like you're being too reckless, you know, you're being like too showy, your ego's like popping off. Um, gotta address that. That can be one way that the reversal shows up. Um, and then D for, again, wins delayed, uh, because I see that similarly, like this is, uh, especially if it's in like an outcome position or a future position, um, that it's uh, an opportunity that that you could have that you can have but you're going to have to work a little bit harder for it right you're going to have to intentionally work towards that like uh tin of cups reversed per se uh for example rather than just having it like easily fall in your lap it requires you to again sort of partner with it and figure out how to turn it up right how to return that reversal upright yeah I think that's it. Um, yeah, I think we covered all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, so. Yeah, that's uh, that's how I read reversals. Um, I feel like I was talking a mile a minute, but I uh, hope that helps. And um, yeah. 
If you have a question that you want to send us about whatever, uh, you can do that at uh, the word witch podcast at gmail.com. And um, yeah, we'll keep doing these occasionally um, when we can. Uh, when the moment strikes. When the moment is right. <laughs> Always. When it's a full moon. <laughs> it's a new moon, ha- actually, okay. today. Today's, okay, it has to be a new today's moon Today's the new moon in Aries. Yeah, that's um, it. It's settled. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, all right, that's that's it. Say bye, Aaron. Bye, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> I'm so funny. Uh, okay. All right, see you guys. Signing <laughs> off. Bye. We're running in circles, but we live with a we put ourselves in boxes when the air is just fine We're digging down to the earth to find the sky We're always asking when but never why You've been listening to The Word Witch. Our theme music is Counting Rice by Bitches in the Beehive. Their album Itty Bitty Spaces is out now. The Word Witch is written, produced, and recorded by me, Claire Burgess. Our logo is designed by me too. Editing and tech support come from Danu Vino. You can follow The Word Witch on Instagram at the.word.witch. You can book tarot readings, find out about upcoming classes, and join our newsletter at thewordwitchtarot.com. If you'd like to support this podcast, join my Patreon at patreon.com slash thewordwitchtarot. For as little as $1, you'll receive collective tarot readings, tarot and astro content, downloads of my zines, and podcast outtakes and extras. Plus, you'll help make this podcast possible and help support a working witch. If you have a question for The Word Witch, email us at thewordwitchpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Till next time, stay magical. Trying to shoot the moon. Isn't everything we've got?